Welcome to Mind of a Football Coach podcast number seven. Uh, this podcast will be up on iTunes and Buzzsprout after I, I finish recording this. And this podcast is going to be uh, about the word process, about how uh, we as, as coaches and, and teachers uh, go about our business and, and how the, the details are what, are what matter, that, um, you know, we will uh, go through endless amounts of meetings and planning days and our own time uh, to make sure that our students and athletes have uh, the best experience possible. And, you know, that's, that's what gets me up in the morning. You know, that's what inspires me uh, to do this Mind of a Football Coach podcast, that uh, we're influencing lives, that we're helping uh, young people become the best that they can be. And I think that's something that, you know, is special. Uh, I love this profession. I love teaching. I love coaching. And I wouldn't want to do anything else. Uh, this is something that, that has inspired me since I was a, a young kid. My, my dad and granddad were coaches. Uh, my granddad was a teacher. My dad played professional baseball. So a little different story there. But, you know, as we, we go through, you know, the life, I pray that we all find things that, uh, give us, give us meaning, uh, because the joy is in the daily grind. The joy is in the struggle. That is, that is where the joy is found. And, it's not in, in the outcome. You know, I wanted to be a, a head football coach for a long time. Uh, I wanted to, wanted to do that since I was in middle school. And I thought that when I became a head coach that uh, my life would be easy, right, as far as uh, how I feel about my profession, right, that I would have some ease, like, okay, this is it, this is the end, um, you know, of what I want to be uh, professionally. But – you know, when you get to different landmarks in your life, you realize that, oh my gosh, um, this is, <laughs> there's still much work to be done that, um, you know, the, the challenge is never over and that the process to be great, uh, is difficult, but it's, it's so, so necessary. I, I can reflect back to a couple of years ago, I was a, defensive coordinator down in, in the great state of Georgia. And, um, you know, we had won a lot of games in two years. We'd gone to the state semifinals and gone to the state championship. And I thought I had all the answers as a coach. You know, very uh, very arrogant, maybe not outwardly, because there's things you say to yourself in your mind that you would never say uh, out loud. But, you know, I took this job up here at Riverside and I thought I had all the answers and what we had done in Georgia would work everywhere and the way we practiced and, you know, different uh, small parts of the organization, the, the details. But, um, you know, we, we definitely had to tweak some of that up here at, at Riverside because it, each football program is different. They all have different needs, different players. And, you know, what I love about this coaching profession is that you can be successful in a number of different ways that 
there's not one way to skin a cat, so to speak, that uh, guys win running all kinds of schemes. They, they win um, practicing different ways, uh, different setups of their coaching staff, but you have to find what works for you. And that is something that I struggled to find as a, as a young head coach, right? You're trying to figure out, okay, how does this work for me? And I think going into year three, we have a much better um, understanding of what motivates our players, how to prepare our players, what do they need to be successful. And I think anytime you're in leadership, uh, the mark of a good leader is how prepared are the people that are in your that you're in charge of. Um, are they ready to go? Right? Are they organized? Uh, have you given them the tool? Have you given them the tools they need? to be successful and um, for each person in your organization that is different now you must I think it's good to have uh, very strict guidelines as far as how you go about your business how do you what's your organizational chart so to speak uh, what should what does success look like it's important for everybody to understand what success looks like but the path to that success, uh, can look very, very different for each member of your organization. Um, you know that the process that is used uh, is 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 solid. That we we understand what our process is and how um, it works and why it makes us successful. But the how, right? How do we get a player or um, an employee or a student to perform at a high level, that is where the art is. That, that is where the critical thinking and the things they don't teach you in school comes into play. Uh, the interpersonal skills are very, very, very important uh, in that part of developing your organization. Um, you know, and as I was thinking about what I want to record as we're here in preseason I really wanted, I wanted to go to my, my, my favorite word, which is process. And, um, you know, why is that my favorite word? Because it allows us to understand that outcomes are not what determine our lives, that we control our life, and that um, as we go through um, different stages in our professional life, that we could control certain aspects and we should be, um, you know, radical in controlling, um, the everyday grind of your, of your work. And, um, you know, it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of thinking, but, um, the more that we perfect that, the, uh, the better the outcomes will naturally B, um, you know, I think about the great organizations of the world, Apple, Coke, um, you know, that their process is very, very streamlined. Um, I work for Coke on the weekends and I just did a, a training looking at their organizational structure and chart and man, that thing is a well-oiled machine. Um, you know, they're very specific about what they want and how they want things to be done. Uh, but at the same time, they understand that 
different people have different needs in the organization. So as a, you know, I'm not a manager, I'm low man on the totem pole, just filling shelves on the weekends. Um, but you know, it's cool to see somebody that is, or, or a company that has thought that out uh, for so long. Coke's been around for a long, long time. And going back to my first episode, you know, me as a coach and as a teacher, I'm looking for those base notes. Like what are things that are, that are good and time tested that hold us together, right? There's a lot of, there's a lot of treble in our life, a lot of high pitch, flashy things, YouTube videos, Twitter videos, um, and those things can, can quickly grab your attention, but they don't necessarily help us, um, go through life in a productive manner. And as a, as a young head coach, 32, some days I feel like I'm 52, but, um, you know, it's important that I'm always looking for what is time tested knowledge? What are things that have lasted? Uh, because there are things that are fads, right? There's the, the one, one hit, um, musician, then there's things that have lasted for a long time. And that's because they have certain qualities. And as a coach and as an educator, I'm always looking for, for those type of qualities, things that last, things that, you know, it's not the fad of the year. It's not what's just good this year, but what are things that have been proven successful over the long haul, over, um, uh, the long, the long, a long period of time. And, um, you know, I find that when I listen to or read uh, successful coaches that, or business people or educators, that uh, the outcome is not what they focus on. They focus on the process. Uh, Joe Madden did a podcast with David, David Axelrod on the Axe Files. And Joe Madden came out and said, he goes, I don't talk about winning, winning and losing. I talk about the process of um, preparing for, for games. And, you know, what struck me about that conversation is this guy is paid millions of dollars to win. Now, let's be honest. He's paid, he's paid to win. Um, but that's not what he focuses on. He focuses on a process of, of being as good as you can be. And I think sometimes in our profession, we get overwhelmed by the outcome we are expected to achieve. Uh, we're expected to, as a teacher, have good test scores or as a coach, win a certain number of ball games or as a businessman um, to make this much money. And sometimes that can take all the joy out of your job. Um, maybe it's something you've wanted to do your entire life. I've always wanted to be a teacher and a football coach. And uh, it's important that we never let the pressure exceed the pleasure. I love my job. I, I love coaching football. I love teaching class. Um, it gets me up in the morning and, um, now my, my prayer for my, my listeners is that, um, you would find something that gets you up in the morning to do for your work, that your work would be meaningful beyond the paycheck you get once a week or every two weeks or once a month that, uh, it would fill you with joy. And that is something that I think is invaluable. And I, I just, uh, that, that is my, that is my prayer for my mind of a football podcast listeners and, uh, and my blog, uh, blog readers. So 
you know, just just to give a little couple more tidbits about process. Um, you know, oftentimes, you know, in life, um, you know, we are judged upon things that sometimes are out of our control. That, um, you know, that maybe in a football game, another team has just more talent, right? Or you're a teacher and you're trying to compete with other schools' test scores and um, the other school has just a couple of smarter kids. Um, or in the business world, um, you're trying to compete with somebody that has more resources than you. And, you know, you're trying to judge yourself versus other people. But let, that's not healthy and that's not, I don't think that's correct. Um, you know, if you are getting all you can get out of your resources and you are developing your people underneath you, um, then you are successful in, in my, in my view that you have, you have achieved success. And, um, you know, I, I just pray that, that you would know that and that, um, you know, even as Solomon says in the book of Ecclesiastes, that the pleasure is in the work and Solomon had it all, man. Like he had, you know, money, women, prestige. And what he talks about in Ecclesiastes is that, man, the work is what gave me fulfillment. That is what filled my life. Um, and that's what, what, you know, gave him joy. And I, the more I, I, I get into being a professional, right. Being out of college, um, in a professional job that I, I find that to be so true that, um, it is the work that gives joy. It's not the wins on Friday nights, which those are great, right? When, when they come, uh, it's not the great test scores. It's not those types of things. It's the work. And it's also the relationships. It's when that young man, um, the light turns on when that light, he just, that, that, that switch flips and he's like, coach, I, I get it. Or that student in your class, man, I get it. I understand it. Um, or they make a, a good choice in life when they had some options that, um, you know, though they got, excuse me, they got to choose between some options, right? Some were good, some were bad. And they made a great choice because you as a, as a mentor, right? As a teacher, as a coach got to speak into their life and they made a good choice. That is where joy is found process and relationships. Um, because the other stuff, some of it you can't control. Some of it just passes away with time. Um, you know, process and relationships, those are base notes that will hold, um, hold you through the good and the bad. And, you know, I think the trap we fall into sometimes is sometimes we get too high and sometimes we get too low. And I just, I hope that we would stay in that middle ground, right? That we would continue just to to lean into trusted, time-tested principles and continue to just enjoy the work that we are doing um, and not just rely on the outcome to give you satisfaction in life. Um, because oftentimes, your greatest defeat can come after you have you, you achieve a, a goal, right? You achieve something you've wanted to do, and then you relax and you quit working and you quit using um, the processes that got you to get, be on top of the mountain and then somebody overtakes you because you quit working. You, you got that goal. And I'm not a big goal setter for that, for that reason. Uh, I just want to, I want to be great today when our, our team motto is win the day. And I live by that. I really do. Um, just be great today. And the rest of this will take care of itself. Um, you know, may all of us just, just, 
strive to find meaning in, in that process and the processes of our lives. Um, you know, maybe we just embrace the work that needs to be done. Uh, there's work that's fun. There's work that's, ah, that's not so good. (laughs) Right. Um, you know, the outcomes of our lives are controlled by the amount of work and the quality of work, um, that we, that we put in on a daily basis. You know, let's put in good work. Let's not have to go back and do it a second or third time, right? Let's, let's, um, commit to being great at what we're doing. Let us also find meaning in the struggle, right? And find comfort in knowing that the process is what we control, not the outcome. And embrace the grind of life and know that in due season, you will reap your reward. Um, You know, I think about uh, Joseph in the book of Genesis, that uh, he was sold by his brothers into slavery, that he you know, rose to, to prominence in Potiphar's house. And then he was thrown back into jail because Potiphar's wife, you know, lied about him and, and what was being done in the house. And then he was in jail for a long time. And, you know, if you looked at Joseph's life based on the outcome, you, you'd say, yeah, he was a failure. He didn't, <laughs> he's in jail. Right. But his process, right. He trusted in the Lord. And because of that, he became second in command of, of Egypt. You know, all those years of him in jail and man, like, I, am I doing this right? What am I doing? You know, but he continued to be faithful, right? And he found joy as much as he could in his in his work. And he didn't focus on where I am. I think sometimes in our professional lives, we focus on, and I do this all the time, where am I, right? Is there a better place, Right. Um, is there, is the grass greener somewhere else, right? We all do this in our professional lives. Um, but may we just be present where we are and, um, just love what we're doing, right? Um, you know, there's struggle in every aspect of life. There's always going to be hardships. Uh, but if we continue to press in, right, we'll find that purpose in the process of, our lives, um, you know, and I, I just, that, that's, that's beautiful stuff, uh, because life can be difficult, right? But life is beautiful because it allows us to take maybe a situation that is bad, right? Or it's not where we want it and we can change it into something that we want it to be. And that's joy. That is joy. You know, I, I, being here at Riverside, I, I love it. I love teaching, I love coaching. Uh, to take it where we've taken it to where we're going, that is joy, right? To build something is fun. Um, and may you, as my listeners, find joy in the building process. And um, you know, I just pray that, that your life would be filled with challenges because it helps you to grow, but that you would always have the wisdom needed to address those challenges. Thank you for listening and uh, and God bless.